So, Raul, we when we were talking about getting you on the show, you mentioned that you had just been to Fantastic Fest in Austin, and that's the that's the festival put on by Alamo Drafthouse and Tim League, and uh, has been a big thing for quite a while. Kind of a a, a geek version of con of sorts. They yeah. show a lot of um, a lot of indie movies, a lot of kind of odd movies, and, and really been uh, in the news recently as yeah, well. Absolutely, and uh, especially with former uh, Birth Movies Death writer Devin. Farachi and Ain't It Cool News founder Harry Knowles both being accused of um, sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, super serious allegations that we need to take absolutely seriously. And Raul, when you were there this year, can you tell us a little bit about what the situation was, I guess? Yeah, well, obviously the the, the Devin Farachi thing happened a, like a week before the festival started, mm-hmm. like a week, week and a half. And so there was a lot of, you know, like talk on online. You know, there's a Facebook group for just people that attend Fantastic Fest, and there was a lot of discussion on there. And, um, you know, where people were like, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go or whatever. But most people went anyway because it was a week before the festival. And to be honest, it's an expensive festival to go to. Right. Because, you know, it's just like $300 for a normal badge, plus you got to find a place to stay for 10 days and you got to, you know, got to fly there. So a lot of people, you know, were financially were committed to go. Now, there was some people that didn't go, but I think most people did end up going. I, I mean, I went and I, and I and I got a, you know, and I went with a bunch of friends. We had kind of like a Chicago contingent there. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, the festival itself was very, I felt like it was definitely more subdued than the previous years because you know it gets kind of wild and crazy and the parties are crazy yeah i mean austin texas is uh yeah well known for that yeah and fantastic fest itself is well known for like it's crazy parties and things going on and during the festival and so it's definitely subdued and there was a lot of you know like talk about what you know what was going to happen if tim was going to be there because tim normally is like a very like visible person at the festival um, you know, you always see him. He's always going. He's always he usually opens up the festival in the opening night movie, and obviously he he didn't this year. I'm mm-hmm. sure his crisis team told him to stay away, which is probably a good idea. He probably shouldn't even need a crisis team to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you know, um, Christian Bell, who basically is the he- like runs the festival, you know, along with Tim League, who's been with the festival since the beginning. She opened the festival and she had some pretty great remarks about that she you know she we know what's going on and you know, we understand how a lot of people feel but you know she basically said that you know you can come talk to me at any time and you know talk to the staff and um and so it was a very almost very tearful opening mm-hmm. statement she had for the festival um so and i felt you know in a way it's kind of bad on her because she got all this stuff thrown on her like a week before the festival, right? When you need to have, you know, like kind of like a clear mind to run this festival, because it's kind of daunting the festival. Sure. Um, but yeah, but you know that kind of kicked out the festival with her introduction, and then um, a lot. Of, then after that, a lot of stuff happened. Um, you know, the in the middle of the festival, the Harry Nose thing blew up, and the funny thing is, like the day before the festival started, Fantastic Fest kind of rescinded his badge, and then canceled their because they have a media partnership with anical news mm-hmm. and they re, they rescinded that but they didn't explain why so i think the festival kind of got a heads up of what was going to happen 
Yeah. And they didn't want to do it in the middle of, obviously. So, but in the middle of the festival, the Harry Knowles thing happened, which, as you guys know, he got also got accused of of doing, you know, not so great things against women. And um, so he's also was a very visual presence at the festival in previous years, and he wasn't there. So, that, I mean, that was just two very visible people. And Harry Knowles was a founder of the festival. Right. Uh, along with Tim League. So it was unusual for them not to be there, mm-hmm. uh, especially, I've, you know, I've been there for like the six years or whatever. So, um, and I see, you know, Harry Knowles has been to fe- screenings that I've been in and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, so that was unusual too. Also, um, there were some weird things like they had a pajama party for the opening night, which I thought was really un- <laughs> unusual oh. for like what, what had happened. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know if they thought maybe it was too late to cancel it or change it. So they, because, you know, the whole thing happened a week before the festival. Right. And so they ended up having it anyway. And they had like, instead of a balloon drop, they had like a feather drop. Um, and But also the opening party I thought was uh, stranger than other opening parties. Um, I feel like maybe they kind of like cheaped out on some stuff like they normally don't do. Um, so the effect of the, the effect of this was felt. Yeah, there's the effect. Uh, the effect of it was definitely felt. And then one of my... There was a meetup of like all the film, female film, film critics, um, and like you know women in the industry. The meetup happened in actually the Airbnb that I was staying at, um, and you know they they got I guess they got together and they talked things through or whatever. So mm-hmm. from from what I was told and from what I talked to people that attended it, they thought it was really great to do that. Yeah, um, it's I think in um, when it gets to this whole thing, I think. Um, one of the best things that was said about it was that this is this is just an example of the geek friendly version of the Hollywood Boys Club. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that there was a chance for because women have been participating in film forever. Yes. Um, and especially at Fantastic Fest, Fantastic Fest always felt like a place where it was cool for everybody to kind of be there and just do their thing, enjoy film. So I'm glad that there was a space for them to. F- talk about what's happening yes and um it does you know fantastic effects d- did have a very like boys club bro like mm-hmm. like atmosphere you know like they had these crazy parties and you know a lot of these you know nerdy guys got really drunk and you know yeah it's something that that that, that uh it's not uh every you know like every everyday thing like um and, and so uh and then the whole thing about like the 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 American Film Archive screening where they showed Bat Pussy, um, and a, a lot of even though it was a terrible movie, even yeah. for like so called <laughs> really porn. Bat Pussy yeah. bad movie. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's not it's like funny but weird, and um, it's a really badly made porn movie attempt, but it's it's an oddity. And that's what mm-hmm. you know. American genre films. You know, that's that's the thing. They're all about that. They're all about that. But I think a lot of women kind of felt weird about it, especially what had happened. Yeah, I feel like I I don't know if um they would have been faulted for being like, yeah, we're not going to do this. Yeah, and at I, this time, yeah, I think is it that hard to just change the I don't, curation? You know, I that's mean, a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the movies 
the opening movie bailed out after the whole thing with Fry. Oh, with really? The, yeah, that was um, um, three, three, three billboards. billboards. Yeah, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, um, the new Martin McDonough movie. Yeah, so they had to kind of like move around the schedule after that happened. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Something Weird Video had a screening where they showed the last movie of, that Ed Wood, Ed Wood made, which is kind of like a nudie film. Yeah. And um, people were like, a lot of people were kind of felt like it was like, why are they showing porn at at Fantastic Fest? But it wasn't really porn. It was like a lot of naked girls. But yeah. and like there was there was like simulated sex, but they didn't show anything. They're mostly under the co- yeah under the covers. But you know, some people felt that that was inappropriate. Um, and um, there was a weird controversy about that during the festival, right? Um. And I and you know, but I was like, a lot, you know, and some of the female female film critics too were like, you know, but this, it's something weird. Video like that's what they do; they show nudie films, they yeah. preserve them. It's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of an interesting but, thing where they have to toe the line. Yeah, they have to. Well, especially na- during that time. during that time, yeah. So maybe I'm sure it, at a regular Fantastic Fest, it would have been pretty much par for the course. Yeah, exactly. So there was that going on too. So that was kind of like the talk of the festival for a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, and having Tim League and Harry Knowles absent, these people who were super visible, just suddenly invisible, and then Devin Faraci, who everybody assumed was going to continue to be invisible, is suddenly visible on the program. Yeah, he was on the program, and then people, you know, people were like, "When well, that's how it ended up blowing up, was when right. people noticed that he was on the copy. It's mm-hmm. hard to not look at that, and then the choices yeah. they have for the films. Yeah, right? and it's- you know, I, I know, like, uh, I think, if anything, Tim Lee could be accused of having like really bad judgment of character somebody um yeah um now beyond that you, you know he made some really bad decisions um and you know when you're this is the way i look at like when you're in a position of power like tim league is people are afraid to tell you stuff like maybe somebody should have told tim like hey maybe this isn't a good idea you're doing but because he's in a position of power people are afraid to talk to you and or think, tell you yeah. like, hey, maybe this is the wrong thing to do, and maybe he didn't have that because you know, or maybe he felt, oh, no one's telling me anything, I, you know, whatever, I'll just do it. And ultimately, it seems that's the issue at hand is that these guys are in these incredible positions of power inside the film community. Right. So who who do you turn to? Who do you tell that Harry? You know, who do you tell that Harry Knowles groped you at a screening? Like. Yep. Where do you go? It's ain't it cool news. As far as that world is concerned, that's a like a pillar. Yeah, that's a pillar. Well, I, you know, people did complain to Tim in the Alamo about Harry and mm-hmm. about Devin, and he kind of they brushed kind of, it off. They he kind did. of not blushed, They kind of brushed it off or whatever. So that's another mistake that they made. Um, you know, so and it came back to bite them, mm-hmm. and in a big way, in a big way, because why would you risk something that's really great that you built? I'm just, you know, feeling bad for a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see kind of the empathy there, but still. it's I, It would be wrongly placed. I think there's a sense that you need to place responsibility where responsibility is due. Like, you can... You may be great friends with Harry Knowles. You may be great friends with Devin Faraci, and you might really want them to stay. But at the end of the day, as you said, you're putting in jeopardy something that you really care about and that a lot of people really care yes. about. All right. Well, so, yeah. really, really quick to wrap up... Um, yeah. Hopefully, there's going to be change. Um, yes, and definitely, I think there's need definitely needs to be change in the programming group at, at Fantastic Fest. Um, I think it needs to be more diverse. But I, I think 
that's something that should be happening everywhere. I think all film festivals and need to kind of start look back and look at their their programming team and you know maybe make it more uh progressive and diverse. Um I think that's a good thing and uh, you know maybe in the past they didn't think it was a good thing, you know. And it's let's face it like it's kind of like a cl- a club like film programming is like a club and it mm-hmm. gets really clicky. Even here in Chicago it's very clicky. Mm-hmm. And so I think changes need to be made across the board. Not only just like a film programming, but I think just in the film industry in general, uh, things need to change um, for the better. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff people have overlooked for a very, very long time. And now it's all coming out um, up front. And I think it, it needs to be come out up front. Um, you know, as a person of, of, you know, of color doing film programming, I totally get, you know, like, what's going on and like you know you know it's it's uh it's a little bit tougher for some of us who are you know of color that we kind of have to like fight for stuff and mm-hmm. um we, you know be and be more acknowledged um you know as kind of like an uneven level with everybody else um but you know it's just a struggle but it's it's a good thing and it's a good thing that th- things are changing mm-hmm. um for the best and i think you know, even though it's a terrible thing to happen with the Fantastic Fest stuff, I think it it's a change for good. And it's at least proof that people can speak up and people are actually going to listen. Yes, exactly. 